This is Katie. And this is Derek. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the break, break room. room. Hey, there we go. Thank you so much for attending, being on, participating with, throwing your voice, lending your spirits and your attitudes toward the Break Room Podcast, hosted by Derek Sire and Katie Kinder. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Just in case you don't know what the, the Break Room is, I'm not an educator. I've not been in the classroom uh, as consistently as you, as you all, but word on the street is there's a break room that in between classes you go into and you spill the tea, and you cry, and you cuss, and you talk about all the kids you want to slap. And you all the stuff, all the stuff. We welcome you all to the break room. Katie said that then in her break room at a different school district, they had a couch, and they called it the cry couch, which is where teachers knew that when they came into the break room, they could sit down on that couch with no judgment and cry as much as they wanted to. I don't know if y'all got something like that. Can you can, you need a crack couch? Y'all need a crack couch in my career. Y'all have a break. Y'all got a break room. No. I'm not even a teacher. I need to turn that into the. What's the, what's uh, the PLC? What's the PLC uh, our, our room? Break room turned into room. the ISS room, didn't it? Y'all need a break room. Yeah. I'm gonna hook y'all up with a break room. Is that cool? What y'all need? Like, a, but I, first I gotta have a room, and then I can throw you a couch. Like, if y'all got an extra room, we will find you a room. I will find help you, room and I will, I will help you up. locate one. Can we get a massage chair in there? Oh, <laughs> Where's the, the cool thing? Like, so like I love doing community stuff. And my goddaughter teaches at Douglas. I told her I would, I would love to do this for Douglas. This is my second year doing this for Moon. Um, last time we was downtown, I did margarita, I did barbecue last time, and we just had a really good time. And, and teachers came out and we kicked it and we and we connected. I'm glad that y'all came out and did this again. Uh, I want to do it next year. So if y'all at Moon, whether you at Moon or not, like still come through, baby. Like we're gonna have some food and some drinks. But but the break room is a place where we come and we talk about teacher stuff. And I have some really interesting questions because I'm not an educator. I'm not a teacher. I'm not an you administrator. But you in the building and you have a very specific <laughs> take on education. And so I, do, I, I, I really, do. I really want to hear. So uh, give me your introduction and how you got into teaching. Uh, we'll start to my right. Oh, goodness. My name is Candace. Hey, Candace. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> I am a... Tier three, okay. but I've been teaching for six years. Six years? Prior to that, I was a outpatient mental health therapist. Okay. So a lot of those skills go Absolutely. to use Absolutely. with our youth uh, and sometimes with our colleagues. <laughs> and how long have you been at Moon? I have. This is my first year at the Moon. At the Moon. Yes, with FD my little Moonlights. Moon Academy. Do we call it academy? No. Middle school. We know middle school? Oh. It, was, it was academy before. And when it was elementary. Yeah, oh, okay. It was elementary. Now it's middle. Just, just FD Moon. But it middle. sounds real good. It does sound good. <laughs> it does sound good. Well, thanks for being on the podcast today. I appreciate it. Uh, moving around the table. My name is Bailey, and hey, Bailey. this is my first year at Moon. Hello, Adele. Um, I came in as an adjunct. I wasn't even supposed to be there. Mm. And I took on the role as long term sub. So, and I'm hoping I go into next year, same energy. So how did you get into education? Um, I had just moved to Oklahoma. and Wait, I where went, are you from? <laughs> well, born here, went to Texas, went to Mass for the last 13 years. Texas. Yeah. So <laughs> been everywhere a little bit there. Um, and I just said I need something that works with me being a mom. Yeah. And education was the key. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about being a mom. Um, I have two younger kids. 
I was a single mom for a long time, so I learned some tips and tricks. Yeah. I think that's what makes me a good educator now mm. is because a lot of the kids I can relate to, my own personal experience and seeing what their parents go to. So kind of on both sides. Yeah. How old are your kids? Uh, so one just turned six. The other one's about to turn four. Six and four. Yes. Yes. I remember six and four. Yes. Good night. Good night. Uh, I don't want to go around the table real quick. We got some people in the background who don't want to speak. Just throw your names out. The mic will pick it up. Uh, Malia Jackson. How long you been in education? Two years. Two years. And you're at? Empty Moon. Empty Moon. Awesome. Keep it going. Uh, my three James. I've been at Moon two years. Yes, been two. How long you been in education? Two. Two. Two and two. No, actually, probably a little longer. Well, let's just say two. Just, let's just say two. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Last but not least. Um, I'm LaQuayla. Hey, LaQuayla. Hey. Hey. I'm actually not a teacher, okay. not an educator at all. Yeah. Um, but I come from the background of my mom was a teacher. Okay. Um, but I am actually an engineer. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a senior, senior engineer at Boeing. Okay. Um, I work... Come yes, on, Sam. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. We need a lot more people that look like us yeah. in STEM for sure, especially African American women. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and that's what I push for. That's what I talk. I love talking to the youth. I love working with our community, getting them interested, and and I'm I love being involved. So this is exciting. My husband now works at Moon. He's moving to another school next year. Is that yeah. public knowledge? Do everybody know that? Yeah. You just threw that out like it's, it's public, public knowledge. knowledge. Somebody grasped their pearls just sure? now and was like, oh, I don't think I knew. Oh, oh, yeah. oh Ooh, sorry. Sorry. Well, you didn't know? I didn't know. Okay, yes. all right, all right. That's okay. He's uh, going to another school next uh, year. I know, the, I know the name of the school. Do you want to share the name of the school? You can share the name. He's going to John Marshall. John Marshall. He's going to be the head basketball coach, and he's going to be for the boys, and he's teaching English and honors English. It's really cool. Yeah. You know, cool thing I'll say, I'll say about your husband is that um, uh, we do uh, just kind of professional development moon once a month, uh, normally um, on Fridays or, or Mondays, sorry. Uh, and we come hang out with the teachers and um, he's so engaged uh, in a group that's not really engaging. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's like, he's the one like raising his hand yeah. and asking all the questions. That's my man. That's my man. Yeah. <laughs> That's my man. That's my man. That's my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it's been really cool to uh, have. I love active participants. Um, in fact, it's, I think everybody's in this room are active participants when we come and do our PLCs, and uh, I really appreciate it as a as a facilitator, um, as a presenter, and you all as teachers, I'm sure that you enjoy students that are active in the classroom, that raise their hands, that are willing to participate. So I, I really want to say thank you to everybody, not only for participating on this podcast, but just kind of being an active professional as well. I really appreciate that. We appreciate you coming. Thank you. I appreciate it. And we thank you for coming to my party. Yeah. Listen, that's good. Yeah. And, I, and I throw a pretty good party too, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Come on now. So the question that we've been asking everyone that comes and sits in these chairs, what type of advice can you give people that are coming into the education profession? What is something that you can tell, like I'm saying from, from being, because you all, like the intersectionality of your lives are, are, is so uh, webbed. Right, we're talking about moms, professionals. We're talking about uh, blended families. We're talking about like uh, being on the east side of Oklahoma City. We're talking about alternative certified. We're talking about uh, working at Boeing. You know, like the intersectionality that's taking place in this room is amazing. And so everybody has something very specific and unique um, when it comes to education that you all think. But if you could look 
into the future and see a new professional in the classroom similar to yours, in the job similar to yours, what would you tell them? I would probably say be open-minded. Elaborate for me. Open-minded. Um, because you don't know the back- background of the person at all, especially uh-huh. in education and children. Right. You never know that background. Mm-hmm. You can have someone who didn't have food on the table that came into the classroom that morning. Mm-hmm. Or you have someone who had who come from a background of both parents in the, in the household and they're happy. Or you can have somebody who, who daddy just beat his mama last mm-hmm. night and they had to watch that right. and they didn't get much sleep. Right. And so you're wondering why they're tired and sleeping in class. So you can't just up and fuss at that child. You have to understand what they went through and why they are sleepy. Yeah. Um, so getting, be, being open-minded before you actually go in and, and act on a child. So yeah, being open-minded. Yeah. I had, I had a kid that uh, uh, when I was subbing out at Putnam City, because I really wanted to get in the classroom because I'm not a teacher, so I wanted to just sub and kind of get the vibe. Because I'm coming into schools, and I'm like, yeah, just do the thing and be encouraging. And they, was, and, they were, and they were like, have you ever been in a classroom? I was like, no, I haven't. And then they were like, yeah, I know, right? And so I was like, well, let me get my ass in the classroom then, right? And so I, I went and, and subbed out at Putnam City um, in that school district for a year. And uh, and now I'm able to have <laughs> a more uh, uh, very specific conversation. And there's a kid out there that every single day, there's a teacher who had a basket with his name on it, and it was food. It was food. Mm. And when he walked in the classroom, she gave this kid a snack. Mm. Just every single day. She just assumed that this kid had not eaten. And uh, it was it was so uh, emotional for me because I, I, I come in to the classroom thinking like, all right, we got math, we got science, we got English. And she was saying- So much deeper. She was like, I can't even teach this kid until he eats those cheeses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so much deeper. I can't even talk to him. I can't even correct him, redirect him yeah. until he eats those cheeses. And I had never even thought about a kid being hungry. Yep. Same. Mm-hmm. I never even thought about it. That's where it comes in with. Oh, no way. You better hop on the mic. Come on, you better, because he, he can't pick you up back there. Come on, hop on the mic. No, okay, <laughs> just what she was saying was, she said, oh, my, but actually it's about you, the willingness to build relationships with your kids. Yeah. Absolutely. Every individual kids, no matter how many kids you have, you have to build a relationship with them in order for them to feel comfortable to even want to learn anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially in this day and age with kids, COVID, them coming in, coming back into school, having to relearn how to be social, right. having to do this. So you have to be a parent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a parent and a teacher all in the same thing, same time. So you have to Sometimes be a Sometimes a therapist, a minister, <laughs> the grandma, the auntie, yeah. the next door neighbor. So you have to, you have to be willing to build relationship with these kids because you don't know what they're going through yeah, at home. And so you'll be like, this child is struggling with this, but the reason I struggle with it is because they just, they just need cheese it. Or whatever it is. So you have to build a relationship in order for them to feel comfortable to come to you so that they're more, more open-minded. The kids are more open-minded then to be willing to learn and then you teach. So we got to be open-minded. We got to build relationships. Um, you, if you were talking to a teacher that were coming into the profession next year, in two years, what are you telling them? That they're just kids. Kind of just like kids. they're just kids. Like they're not at the same point as us. You can look at some adults who aren't even all the way mature yet, and yet you expect a child. <laughs> Come on, grown ups, acting like kids. 
<laughs> but then we expect them to go, like Miss um, Cannon was saying, class to class, just sitting and taking orders all day like robots. It's, yeah. That's not logical to me at all. So yeah. just for them to remember, they're just kids. And you, we have that power. And when you start leaning down already at them, it's you don't know what they came through. I've gotten a lot of letters like that this year that you didn't even know I didn't eat the night before, but you gave me food. So yeah. it's like, wow. you didn't have food? I've yeah. never exactly. I've never been in an area that was like that because yeah. I could never fathom that for my own kids or clothes. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of kids who wear the same thing. I'm like, hmm. you know, the, you just never know. They're just kids. You have yeah. to remember that. I fed a lot of kids at Moon, yeah. not knowing because my husband take lunch to work mm-hmm. and he's like, I gave such and such my lunch. So I'm like, yeah. These babies not eating. Yeah. My kids would come tell me to be like, I got my food. <laughs> get some food. <laughs> his wife, he said, they said his wife knows how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's smart as she could. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. I That's have so cool. I have kids. I I my little side hustle is I'm a culinary concierge. So okay. I like okay, come on, cook. Catered a few times this Miss, year. Miss and and well, that's my therapy. It's also my love language. That's how I care for those who care for me. Yeah. Um, but it's also how I love on my kids right. in the classroom. I love on my uh, my coworkers uh, when I can. But it's unfathomable, like the experiences that you provide, just bringing a meal in the room. Yeah. giving them a moment to say, okay, sit down, here's a fork, here's yeah. a knife, yeah. have a seat. Oh, we get a napkin too. Oh, we get dessert with it. Oh, we get like, it's a full course meal. We get the bread too. We, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was running down the halls and, and jumping in the, and <laughs> even afterwards, even the unappreciative ones yeah. were appreciative in a way. So it was, Miss Griffin, when are you going to cook again? Or are you going to do cinnamon rolls for state testing again? Or it's always something. Yeah. Cinnamon rolls. I tend to spoil my teammates a little bit more often than the kids. Because that's my therapy. I go home when I'm stressed or when somebody's put something on my plate that's really heavy and my kids stay on my heart. Like, we're these kids' prayer warriors. We're their... We're their mothers where their mothers aren't mothers. They're, we're their fathers when their fathers are not present or when the mothers are not present. Mm-hmm. We are sometimes the, you know, the absent of distant wives to fathers who, you know, yeah. like that phone call home sometimes is um, helping them just get in perspective. There are still women out there that will support a good person mm-hmm. out there just trying to do their things. So, we have quite a few single fathers in that. I mean, we don't that don't get the recognition that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, we we always hear about the single mothers, which mm-hmm. I'm one of them. Yeah. So I got two kids. One's 19. The the other one's 11, and he's at the moon with me too. At That's one of my moonlights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just knowing when and where to speak and what part of their hearts to speak to. Yeah. Um, Miss Jackson, I have to give her props. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely not. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Miss Jackson goes in and then she's in uh, the, 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 the ED room with the emotionally disturbed kids. Yeah, uh, that fight and kick and hit and bite and pull out wigs and weaves and and throw computers and. 
and every day, and she's not a full-fledged teacher. She's a, you're a para. So she's like a teacher's assistant. I don't think, I think paras get, should get more credit. But uh, she's in there in the trenches with the rest of us, you know, and doesn't have to be, you know, and she's young. She, you don't have any kids yet, do you? Okay, team no kids. Team no kids. (laughs) I, you got kids, they at the moon. Y'all, y'all's kids are at the moon. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, those, I got kids. I'm I'm officially at over a thousand children that are that I, my kids are my kids. Like I treat them like they're mine. From the tone I talk to them in, the advice I give, I don't give them advice, I don't give my own. So like and I think all of us that are mothers and the ones that are aspiring to be mothers one day feel the same way. I, I believe we apply those same knowledges. Some of us apply knowledge that our grandparents gave us. I know I quoted my mama. I think I had that conversation this week. I said, when you become a teacher, you turn into your parents. (laughs) I know I quoted my mama a couple of times this year. Who are you talking to? Uh, Stay in the kid's place. Come on. Come on now. (laughs) Just live a little longer. (laughs) That's that's an old school right now. So So let let me jump in real quick because you, you said a lot, but I want to make the advice concise. If you are talking to somebody that's going to be in the classroom in the next two, three years, what are you telling them? What advice are you telling them? Empathy and be you. Mm. Empathy and be you. They love the you you bring. Everybody's different. Miss James is not Miss Griffin. Miss Wright is not Miss James. Miss Jackson is not, you know, Derek is higher. (laughs) So, I mean, they love the you that you are. You're going to have some non-fans, but typically in my little brief history of time that I've had as a teacher, and I've taught all grade levels. I've done elementary. Wow. I've done middle school twice, and I've done high school twice. And they always come back and say, look, I hated you then, yeah, I had some but I love you yeah. now because you talk some real stuff in that yeah. classroom. So empathy and yourself, bring yourself every day, even on the bad days, yeah. know that their days may be worse than yours. Yeah. And so just put it in perspective for as long as you can. And if there's a bad day, you have teammates that you can go to. Absolutely. So I don't have a break room. Yeah, no. we don't have break room. Hey, listen, I'm gonna deck that break room out. Miss <laughs> Wright, can you come? If y'all can get a break room, I need five minutes. If y'all get a break room, I'm gonna deck it out. I promise. Can, can you take Tay Tay for a second? Cause uh, <laughs> I need a break. So, so um, I know we, we went around the room. Uh, I we ran a table, but I want to go around the room. So, if we got uh, our two other folks that want to give advice to our new teachers, I would. I want to allow them to chime in as well. You did. I just say a little bit more is be willing to not just teach the subject that you put in school to teach. Yeah. I realized my ultimate goal, our principal always says, what's our why? And my why is always to try to help kids outside of just school. Yeah. Life skills is my goal is to, if they don't even learn science. Um, I want to teach you life skills because yeah. out of once you leave here, you have to go and live life. Absolutely. And that's my goal is for my kids to be able to live life to the fullest that they can live it. So life skills, I'm willing to teach things that are not on the books Absolutely. at your school. That's what I say. That's good. Thank you, Ms. Jackson. 
Come on, hop on the mic then. She said, let me I'm touch this mic nervous. real quick. Um, I would say be very persistent because it is very hard to try to teach kids how to do stuff at first because they don't want to do it. They want to argue. Right. But if you stay with it, you'll be surprised how much they were actually listening to you. Like you'll want to give up, but just keep going because you will be surprised how much they listen to you. That's a life lesson. So we're going to go around the room, recap real quick. Be open-minded. Um, empathy, be yourself. Um, you said be willing to teach outside of your subject. Be persistent. And remember, they're just kids. They're just kids. All right, y'all heard it here. This, this, listen, this isn't polished. This is in the break room. You got like the realest of the real. And, and to make sure that you got the unfiltered realness. I gave them all alcohol for they came in here. <laughs> Y'all got the real, real. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the break room. This is Derek Sire. This is Katie Kinder. Uh, thanks for chiming in. We'll see you next time. Peace.